Welcome to the Architect of Change Show with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman & Associates. Now here's Connie. Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. Thanks so much for joining me again this week. My motivational quote today is by Dennis Waitley, and it says, Happiness cannot be traveled to, traveled to, owned, earned, worn, or consumed. Happiness is the spiritual experience of living every minute with love, grace, and gratitude. So what is it about Farrell, that hat, that beat that gets people on their feet? I've seen babies, teenagers, and grandparents jump to their feet with joyful abandon. When they hear, you know the lyrics, because I'm happy. Clap along if you feel like a room without a roof, because I'm happy. Clap along if you feel like happiness is the truth, because I'm happy. Clap along if you know what happiness is to you. So I just had to, that the motivational quote, and then, of course, Farrell Williams' song is just so appropriate, one of my favorites, and I do clap along. Uh, do you know what happiness means to you? I just love that question. So let's unpack happiness together and make the sun come out, not only tomorrow, but right now. I'm very excited to introduce my guest on the show, Karen Tomez. Um, in her work as an angelic healer with Mystic Connections and as an author, public speaker, and retreat facilitator, Karen knows happiness. So we are going to learn what happiness means to us or maybe, just maybe, change our perception of happiness to allow us to find peace and harmony within us. Are you guys ready? Welcome, Karen. I'm so happy that you agreed to be on the show again. Hey, Connie. Thank you so much. I'm very happy to be here. It's a happy day. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm giggling because we had um, the snow yesterday, and then, of course, we had ice on top of that. So it's a very icy day out, but the sun is shining, so everything is sparkly and beautiful. So it's a happy day. (laughs) That it is. So I love your your intro uh, using Pharaoh's. Farrell's song, I love that song. I, I walk around singing it all the time um, because I'm happy. And it's really interesting because a lot of people think that it takes a thing to make you happy or an occurrence yeah. to make you happy. Sure. But it's really a state of mind. It's funny. Um, I, I looked up the word happy and happiness in Webster's Dictionary, and the definition, it's it, Here's it's so simple and yet so difficult for so many. So the the irony is just in that little bit. But the definition of happiness is the state of being happy or an experience that makes you happy. It's not the things that make you happy. It's the inside, the feeling that makes you happy. So I thought that was kind of a cool way to to kick off the show, too, with the definition. So let's jump in. What, you know, okay, that's the definition of happiness. Very cool. So I know that happiness means different things for different people. Example, your definition of what makes you happy or how you feel happy could vary greatly to what my definition of of happiness is. With the many clients that you see, what do you think happy or what do you find happiness? What are some of the key things so that we could give some profiles to the the people listening so that they could kind of relate to our conversation? Well, happiness actually seems to boil down to appreciation of the simple things around you. Mm -hmm. Um, The the people that 
that come in, and I have clients from all over the place, all mm-hmm. walks of life. And the ones that are, are the happiest, they really do have a sense of gratitude about them and a sense of appreciation for any little thing. Just like you said, well, the sun is shining, and it's all sparkly out there, and wow, so this is a great day. Where someone else might look at that and go, oh, it's all icy. This is not a good day. Right. It it definitely has to do with your outlook, with your different appreciation, and just an attitude. It's funny because so many people say, and whenever you're reading self-help or doing anything like that, they talk about your attitude really creating if you can move forward or not. And it's true. So happiness is sort of an attitude. It, it is true. It, you know, you know, my son is looking at colleges, and it's so funny, and, and I, I hope other moms that are listening can relate to this. You know, he keeps saying when he was looking initially for majors, you know, to, to choose in the college as he did his search, and does this make a lot of money? Does this make a lot of money? And that made me crazy. And I kept saying, stop thinking about the money. It, think about what am I good at? What will make me happy? What will excite me every morning to get up and want to go to work? Because work is work if, you, if it's miserable, you know? And if you love it, you go and you enjoy it and you thrive. The money will come because you're going to excel at it. People will recognize that, and you'll make a beautiful living. So stop looking for the money. Start looking at what's going to make me happy, and that's, that's the path you take. And they look, my kids look at me, but the big guy, you know, now that he's really looking, he's starting to understand what I'm saying as we start to go and listen to the professors and the deans and everything. Bottom line, you have to feel it inside. The money, the external stimuli is not going to bring the happiness. So, you know, I have have another question, actually. What do you see as the biggest downfall or the biggest cause for unhappiness? Again, just in the clients that you see, what what do you think is going on? What's your observation? Well, before I answer that, I want to go back to what you were talking about with your son and looking at the money. Believe it or not, for some people, that really is their happiness. They want a physician. They go out for – they decide what they're going to do based on the salary they're going to bring from it. That's not everybody. But when we're looking – especially when we're looking at astrology, I can tell you right now, the people born under the sign of Taurus, that's the way they've got to go. They have to really? go for the because they need to be stable and they want to make sure that they are always stable. So, so, so the happiness for them, the money provides stability. That's the feeling, though. The money isn't what makes them happy. It's the stability that makes them happy. Exactly. But in our yeah. logical minds, we see money, and that, that's what makes sense to us because what we're brought up to. Sure, sure. I, I, again, you, you know, you said the perception. I totally agree. People listening are saying, oh, yeah, my mom used to say that. Or people are saying, oh, yes, my father and mother taught me stability. You have to make a living. You have to be able to pay your mortgage. You have to be able to, you know, support your children. So, again, it's it's not only what we think. It's all of those learning or all of those things when we were kids, I guess, how, how we perceived or, or heard things, right? To some extent. Exactly. But, again, I know um, one of my clients, she, that's exactly how she ended up on her, on her path for a career is that she, um, she was working, working in a bank and 
saw some different people come in from a uh, institution close by, a business close by, and decided that she was definitely in the wrong field <laughs> and needed How to go she- and do something else because she wanted to make more money than she was making. And that was, and she actually went and did that. She set that goal and she went and did that. And she's been able to have a very nice life for herself because of that. So she is happy following that path. The idea isn't, isn't really following the money or following whatever. It's following a path that has you feeling good. Sure. And, yeah. and happiness, and it, it can, sorry, it can be perpetual. Okay. It can just follow everywhere you go. It doesn't. It, it's. Um, it's a what do you mean by that? Habit. It's a habit. It's a way of life. So if you move into the happiness habit, it will follow you everywhere you go. You'll be in the worst situation, and you'll still be able to see something positive in it, and you'll still be happy. The main thing about happiness is realizing that whatever we're going through doesn't last forever. What yeah. you're going through right now is not going to last forever. But when you're living through it and you can't see, but you know, the the peripheral, the problem, whatever, the light at the end of the tunnel, when you can't see that, clearly don't people get stuck sometimes too? Absolutely. We absolutely get stuck. And that goes back to working with our working with ourselves and believing in our goals. So we know that life is going to throw stuff at us we don't like. It always does. It doesn't matter who you are. You're going to get stuff that you don't like. And it is sometimes hard to see that that light at the end of the tunnel. But there's this really cool song, if you're going through hell, keep on going. You might get out before the devil knows you're there. Uh, It's a country (laughs) song. I forget who sings it, but it's, Having that philosophy will add to your happiness because you'll know that, okay. And if you really look around, you'll see that people have gone through some horrible things, and they do come out the other side. They come out still being able to function. They come out, and they're happy, and they they get past that. And then they, a lot of times, move into a life that is so much better than they ever had before. So it's, funny that, it, it's funny that you say that I have, to, I have to just share a story. Recently, I was speaking to a friend, and Sandy, we were hit quite hard on the East Coast, you know, by the Jersey Shore. And anyway, where she lived, she, funny, I think her angels were talking to her. I really do. We were talking about this the other day. She rented um, a van, not a van, you know, one of those U-Haul movers, and she mm-hmm. packed all of her furniture and everything she had. She had a little apartment in the Highlands, and everybody thought she was crazy. And she said, you know, I know my stuff isn't expensive stuff, but it's my stuff, and I don't want to replace it if it gets flooded. She was on the first floor. So she rented, packed up, moved everything um, in the thing. She went to her friend's house in Red Bank and was able to stay until the storm passed. And don't you know, when she went back after the waters receded, she had – Oh, my God, the water must have been up to about three inches to the ceiling. So when I tell you her house was underwater, it was underwater. So now, again, she was renting, so all of her stuff was safe. And here's the point of the story. So at the time, she was, do I stay here? Do I not? What do I do? Oh, my God. All her stuff was safe. She packed it in a friend's garage, and she lived with this friend in Red Bank. 
Meanwhile, on Friday nights, you know, you work hard all week. So on Friday nights, the two ladies, my friend and her friend, would go down to the local hangout and they'd have, you know, a beer with a burger or whatever. And she met this gentleman. They now live together in Red Bank. And so recently, and she's, he's wonderful. He's totally the right person for her, previously divorced twice. Um, he's the right guy. Everything she talks about him, like, you could see the happiness on her face. So the other day she was commenting and she said, you know, Sandy was devastating for so many. And she says, I was stuck because she was living in the Highlands and it was rut. You know, the day after day she thought she was happy. And she goes, you know, it needed to shake me up to find where I am now. She goes, Connie, I never would have moved to Red Bank. I never would have met Pete. I never would have been in the apartment on the river where I am now. She said, I couldn't imagine then how great my life is now. So, and when I tell you, she was devastated. I mean, her home was truly underwater. So, yeah, I think sometimes it takes a year or two for you to be able to reflect back and say, wow, that needed to happen for me to be in this great place right now. Exactly. And sometimes we don't need something like that to happen to help us be happy. But when we're going through bad times, it helps to just reflect. And if you reflect, you'll see that, oh, I had bad times here. Oh, remember, this was pretty tough. Sure. I got through all that. You can keep on going. Sure. Sure. Go ahead. I was going to say, but the thing is, I think for people listening, they're saying, yeah, that sounds all well and, and fine. But I'm in a really bad place. I just lost my job. My child is sick. I'm sick. Uh, you know, I, my, my mother or father, God forbid, just passed away. So people are in a bad place. So I think us sharing these stories, it's important for them to hear, really process what we're saying because this too shall pass, truly, truly. Exactly, exactly. And we can't be happy all the time. I'm no. a pretty happy person, but sure, there's times when I'm not happy. There's definitely times I'm not happy. Um, but we just work through it. You work through it. And keeping a good support system around you, one of the things that I do, which is really silly, but when I'm feeling pretty down, I pull out my Snoopy comic books. I have a bunch of little <laughs> Snoopy books. Way back when, they had all these books of Snoopy comics. And I will pull them out and look at them. And for whatever reason, they make me laugh and they lift me a little bit. Um, yeah, and, and you, said it, you said it before, too, music. I know sometimes if you, when you're down, don't put down music. Put upbeat music. You know, the music kind of changes our vibration. For me, smells, a lot of times the aromatherapy can make me feel tranquil and peaceful and kind of calm, which is, is a nice alternative also. Um, but, yeah, but Snoopy, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are so hey. many things out there for us to raise our mood. Yeah, it, whatever whatever works. Okay, so let's take a real quick break, and then when we come back, so kind of we talked about what being happy now means. We defined it, um, you know, kind of our thought process all of that. Then when we come back from the break, Karen, let's start talking about now is the moment that really matters and why is that so important with that whole realm of happiness. So let's take a quick break and then we'll talk about that when we come back. It's a shame when you're feeling stuck in your business and you feel like you have nowhere to turn. It's a shame when you slog through long days in your business and you don't get any return. It's a shame when you feel like you can't see the forest for the trees and your business brings you to your knees. 
Einstein said repeating the same actions over and over won't produce different results. So stop feeling ashamed. Your business and you deserve better. Change that shame into righteous fame. Connie Whitman can tame that shame. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates will help you to discover your new path, and nothing will ever be the same. Connie's tried and true one-on-one coaching sessions will tame that shame so you and your business will not continue in vain. Call Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates today at 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Call Connie. Turn that shame into your game. Okay, we are back with Karen Tomez, and we're talking about happiness. Are you happy? Um, And now we're going to start discussing now is the moment that really matters and why and how do we kind of get in the present in the now. So um, how do you focus on now and keep our minds from running forward or backwards? A lot of time we get stuck in the past. And we get stuck in the future. A lot of people think that looking at what's going to happen next or what's coming in the future and they forget to live right now. Sure. So there are so many examples of kids looking at kids, and they're just they're just happy doing whatever they're doing at this moment. Sure. Learning to live in the now, after learning to live a different way, is just so amazing. Uh, it's so different from what we've been taught. We start as kids. We're living in the now. We're having a good time no matter what's going on. We go to school. They teach us we have to start worrying about our homework. We've got to worry about what we're doing tomorrow. What day do we have gym? We get out of school. We have to worry about going to college because how is that going to put us into our future, just like mm-hmm. you were talking about your son. And we forget to just be happy about now. We're being mm-hmm. taught to worry about everything that's coming. The one thing that helps, that really helps, is to just kind of be present And that's why meditation is such a great thing. When you're meditating, you're stuck there. You're there. You're in that space. And your mind can go wherever it wants, but as long as you keep pulling yourself back into that space of, okay, I'm just breathing right now, you can Mm -hmm. get used to just doing that, breathing. Okay, now Mm -hmm. I'm breathing. All I'm doing at this moment, I am breathing. You can learn to live in the moment. My friend uh, Tony Zuniga had a great had a great uh, story. He used to go and speak to many people about uh, just about faith. He had a, a miraculous healing. But one of the things he would always say is about being present in the now. And the example he gave was pretty amazing. There was a, a young woman and her son in a church. And they're listening to the sermon, whatever, and the boy's tugging at the mom, Mom, I have something to tell you. And she says, not now, wait. And he says, no, Mom, I have to tell you now. And she says, no, not now, wait. Mm -hmm. And he says, Mom, Tony said that if we have something to say now, we need to say it. We need to be in the now. And she says, okay, what do you want to tell me? And he climbs into her lap and he hugs her and he says in her ear, I love you. Just as he does that, A chandelier that was over top of their head came crashing down onto their pew, broke the pew. They were safe, but her little boy would have been sitting right there. So when I heard that story, I am like, you know, I want to pay attention. I want to be in the now. (laughs) Yeah, and we, you know, you said it before, we have so much 
uh, chatter, I'll say chatter in our ears, you know, do your homework, get up and go to work, the traffic is bad, um, you know, make sure your tires are filled, be careful with the ice, and it goes on and on, the worry, worry, worry that we're always thinking, get up early, get ahead of the schedule, be ahead of the traffic. We're racing to where we're going, and it's very hard to be present. It really is very hard to be present. Mhm. Mhm. And you have to start with little increments. Because I was just like everybody else, worrying about what am I doing tomorrow? What do I got to do next month? What's going on here? What's going on there? What's for dinner? All that kind of all those sure. kind of questions. Sure. Uh, and, and kind of just learning to center yourself. I know these are words that are way out there. They're like buzzwords, but really it's true. Just being able to sit for a moment because it's only a moment. It takes a moment. One moment can change everything. Sit for one moment just to say, okay, wait a minute, slow down and slow down the thinking and what's going on now, right now. Because and we see this so often in relationships. You know, someone's trying to speak to you and you're thinking about what you've got to do as soon as they leave the room. Sure. And you're not right there. You're not present. So you miss a lot. As you begin to to be centered in the moment, in the right now, you gain a lot. You gain uh, extra acknowledgement. You gain extra knowledge. You gain extra awareness of what's going on around you. And you're not just kind of running that wheel, that hamster wheel. And so that is being – go ahead. I was going to say, so what you're saying makes sense to me, okay? And I'm sure a lot of people listening are saying, well, yeah, yeah, okay, that makes sense. If I came to you and and we had this conversation privately and I said to you, yep, yep, I get it, I get it, and then my next statement is, how do I do it? I get the concept, how do I do it? Can you give some recommendations so people have something tangible to to try right now? You know, try right now. (laughs) Absolutely. The first thing is to just sit. Mindfulness is a big thing for this. Uh, The first thing about living in the now and being present in the now, letting go of the past, is to stop and breathe. Maybe for a minute. Just stop and focus on I'm breathing in, I'm breathing out. And while you're breathing, what's going on around you? Oh, I hear a car door. Oh, I hear this. Oh, look, I'm noticing that flower over there. I would have never noticed. Mm. And you start small. Start small. You don't have, it doesn't have to be a big thing. People have a misconception that they've got to do this immediately, and it takes a lot of work, and it's going to take so much time from my life already, and how am I going to do all that? It doesn't take a lot of time. It doesn't take a lot of energy. Um, it may take – some people get, get it quicker than others, Okay. Uh, and just pulling them back to the right now, that's what I do a lot with my clients, especially the ones that come in that are very depressed, mm-hmm. uh, going through a really, really hard time. Uh, I have to say constantly, well, okay, but what about right now in this moment? What are you doing right now while I'm sitting here talking to you? Exactly. How do you feel sitting here talking to me? <laughs> you know, and we just pull back to this moment constantly. <laughs> And it's a habit. So what you're trying to teach them by forcing them to what are you doing with me right now? How are you breathing right now? What do you hear right now as we sit in this room? Whatever it might be, that the, the little exercise. But it's trying to train them to develop the habit to stop, 
and just breathe. Literally, I mean, it sounds so silly, but breathe and be aware. Yeah, it, you know, I'm I'm fortunate that I'm on the road a lot because just my my you know client base, et cetera. So, and my husband laughs because whenever did you ever you drive in the car and you know when the clouds and the sun just shine a certain way and it looks like the rays are coming through the clouds and reaching down to you, almost like a spray of sunshine. Have you ever experienced that? Absolutely, many times. Sure. Yeah, many times. And it's funny because no matter, you know, you're listening to the radio, what I'm thinking about, what am I going to do with the client, how the meeting going to go, or what am I training going to be, you know, all the things, blah, 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 planning for, you know, what I'm walking into. And as soon as I see that, it, you know, it's almost like I think, oh, you want me to notice that? <laughs> and I look at it and I drive and I go, oh, that's so pretty. Look at, see, if I was in my office right now, I would have missed this beautiful you know, event in the, you know, that stream of sunshine shining down on me. Thank you. And, and just for that brief second, I smile, I revel in it. And then I go, okay, now what was I thinking about with my meeting, et cetera, et cetera. Cause obviously I have to watch the road too. I can't drive off the road. So it's those little things that I think we also have to find that inner peace or that inner message or whatever it is. It doesn't just have to be, what are the sounds around me? It's just being aware of, the beautiful things around us that we oftentimes don't see. Exactly. And and you make me laugh because when I'm in the same situation as you just described and I see that sunlight coming down, I think, oh, okay, I don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> I don't have to worry about what I'm doing when I get there. Everything's going to be fine. I'm just going to go and do what I do. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> that's going to be my – I'm going to go, oh, beautiful. Thank you. Okay, I'm not worrying anymore. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to add that. that. <laughs> in my in my line of work and everything that I do, I, I teach a lot of people to look for signs. So for me, that would be a sign. Oh, you don't have to worry about anything. Oh, see, isn't that interesting? Isn't and that, that interesting? Helps, yeah, yeah, and that helps a lot. And I have to tell you something that's really, really interesting um, when I, I called in today and I saw the, the number to call into, <clears throat> the last four digits, <clears throat> excuse me, the last four digits are actually the birthday of um, two different dear friends that have passed away. So when I saw that, oh. I thought, oh, you're here helping me today. This is so oh. nice. Oh, wow, that's really cool. So that was my sign because I was being like you. I was worrying, oh, no, we're going to call in. Am I going to say the right things? And um, I saw that, and I thought, oh, I don't have to worry. It's the right things. (laughs) The right things will come out of my mouth when they should, right? Exactly. (laughs) Isn't that funny? You know, and I, I think, you know, the listeners are sitting here, and I hope this is resonating because we really worry a lot about everything. You know, uh-huh. things things that have a 99% chance of not happening, we worry about. It's, um, I, I, are we taught that? I think we are from when we're children to worry about the test, to worry about studying. Did I do enough? You know, sports. I always played sports in, in through my youth and through high school. You know, am I ready for the game? Am I going to let my team down? Right? That, that feeling of letting others down as well as yourself. So we're taught and we get caught in this momentum of worry that it 
the veil of reality or the veil of that happiness or the veil of being now, living in the now, is really hard to see. It is. It is. And sometimes it is just, it's just a person's personality. There are some people are just born warriors. And I can help them a little bit with, with come back and be in the now and don't worry about that stuff. Um, so it's a combination of being taught and a combination of just your personality and who you are. And that's okay because we're all made to be different. We're all unique. So do you, if warming do you, is part of you, it's okay. Do you try to help them worry less or it's really hard to get someone to worry less who's kind of wired that way? I try to keep bringing them back to the now, to the now. Okay. Oh, oh, no, I have to go for a test. Okay, well, when are you going? And thinking about it today, is that helping you any? Well, no. Okay, then we need to move on, and let's think about today. And when that test gets here or when whatever you're going through comes out, you know, then we'll worry about that. Because today you can't do anything about it. And they're going to worry, but at least if they have a couple of tools to pull them back to the now, it will be less of a worry. You know, my mom is a worrier. So and as she's aging, of course, as we age, all of our little, um, you know, little ticks or little things that, you know, you wish you, you didn't worry or whatever gets amplified, right? So, so many times she'll say, uh, but what if, you know, but what if, that's the big one, but what if? And oftentimes I look at her and I say, but what if it doesn't happen? So you're worrying about that 1% chance of that bad thing, whatever it might be happening, instead of saying, well, I have 99% chance that that's not going to happen. So right now I'm going to put that on ignore because there's other things maybe I should worry about, right? Like, you know, making sure that she's taking her vitamins or she's eating right and she's drinking her water. So, you know, you try to say, Mom, stop worrying about that. You need to drink your water. You need to make sure you're eating healthy. You need to take your supplements, right? So you stay, you know, you keep your brain sharp and all of those things. It's very hard when someone is a worrier to shift their paradigm of thinking. It, it is because it's ingrained. But then again, you just bring it back, bring them back to the now. Yeah, and the things it, that they can control. Exactly, exactly, because you can control right now. You can't control tomorrow till tomorrow gets here. You can try right. all you want. How many times have we tried? <laughs> it, well, I'm a we control freak. And then it's snow and ice, you know. <laughs> right, exactly, like right. I, yeah. You know, I often say in training that if I could control the weather, I really would. You know, I really would do that. So I, I get it. I am a control freak, but I also get things that are out of my control, put on ignore, and move on to the things that I do. I can be impactful or I can make better or change or, you know, whatever it is. Uh, Karen, I want to just pause here for, for a brief second and ask everyone. I love asking questions to the, to the listeners and to our, our fans. Do you guys feel happy or unhappy at times? Do you feel happy or unhappy right now? We really all feel both ways at times. That's what Karen and I are talking about. 
hopefully your happiness vibe, that's what I call it, is more frequent than its counterpart, which is the unhappiness. Because I really do want the world to be happy. I just think it makes for a better world for all of us, for our kids, etc. So with that said, I just want to share, Karen is available for in-person consults as well as telephone and Skype uh, to help clear out your mental energy and find your path to happiness, whatever it means. And you hear how she's working. She's given some really insightful and I think tangible examples of how she works one-on-one with people to help develop that new habit. So help determine what it means to you, first of all, and how to get there to just be happy, and perhaps Karen could be the catalyst or the uh, inspiration you need to help teach you, because I think sometimes we need to be taught that. So if you want to consult with Karen about this, please, please reach out to her. I'm going to give you her email address. It's Karen at KarenAngel.com, but I'm going to spell it because she spells her name a little differently. It's K-A-R-A-N at K-A-R-A-N. A-N-G-E-L dot com. Or, of course, you can call her on her telephone directly at 727-424-3989. And I would love for you guys to share your stories with me. Go to my website or my email, but share your stories about, like my example with my friend and Sandy losing everything, moving out of that apartment, and now she's blissfully happy uh, with her new life. That would never have happened had Sandy not come. So share those stories. What was impactful? What was a turning point? And what made you happy? How did you find that new path um, to just feel like that, you know, those goosebumps and that happiness inside? So email me directly at Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. So it's C-O-N-N-I-E at, and then W-H-I-T-M-A-N-A-S-S-O-C dot com, and share those stories. Or, of course, you could call me directly at 732-888-1420. And you can always find me on Facebook and LinkedIn, um, Connie Whitman. You'll find me, uh, and I will always accept your request. So share your stories. Call Karen. We're really in this together, and uh, Karen, I think you definitely, you you spend your life trying to help people, again, find their happiness or change their behavior to be able to find their inner peace and inner happiness, and, you know, that's kind of how I'm wired. I want everybody to find what they should be doing to find their sole purpose and their passion and all of that. Mm-hmm. So that's it. That's, that's, I, have no more, I have no more to say about me and, and me, me and you like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're you are funny, Connie. <laughs> I, you know, it just. It, but it, but if they don't, if people don't reach out to us to say, "Hey, here's my success stories. How can I get that out on my Facebook and LinkedIn, or to share on the on the radio show to say, "Hey, one of the listeners got back to me, sent me a story, and be inspired by this," or you know, someone went through a really bad time and they're seeking help. Hey, guys, share stories with me so we can help this person. We're, we're really in together. I, I just feel like. The radio, LinkedIn, Facebook, all of these digital platforms gives us access to such a wider reach to be able to help us. Like you can help people via Skype and the phone consults, right? So they, you're, they're in mm-hmm. California. They could talk to you when you're in New Jersey or Pennsylvania. Exactly. And I do have clients even in Hawaii and, and all over the place. So it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. I'm, I love technology. I love that I can do this and and that I can help people all over the world. 
Yeah, now, the people in Hawaii, when you go to visit, just take me along. I will be a stowaway. Happy to. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go. I have no desire to go there. <laughs> you don't get to go there? I have no desire to go there. Oh, that's on my bucket list. Hawaii, man. I've got to do it. Someday. There's, there's someday. a lot of places to get to. Yeah, that, that's true. That's true, right across the United States, right? All right, so now I want to shift gears a little bit, and let's talk about focusing. We did touch on it. Let's kind of drill down a little bit. Focus on the positive around you now. Um, you know, that whole, you kind of alluded to the gratitude and that attitude that we have that creates the change. So let's talk about that, and for the people who are overwhelmed or lost, how do they – focus on the positive around them, the gratitude and all those things you discussed a little bit before. Let's drill down a little bit. Okay. Well, one of the, one of the things that I, I always, always recommend for people that come in feeling overwhelmed and lost, I, I start with meditation. And my meditations are a visualization. It's not sit there, breathe, and see what's going through your mind. It's actually a guided meditation where we, we see something specific and we work on it that way. Uh, for example, I have a I have a person and she is having a hard time in her career transition. Mm-hmm. And so she, her job ended. Uh, she was there for quite a long time. They were closing out that department, and uh, she's had some time. She got a decent severance. Was able to fi- sort of find herself over this period of time that she's been out of work. And now it's time to go back to work. Uh, it's really interesting because over the years she developed a great talent of hers that she was never able to work with before. And this is, she's worried now because the money's running out, the severance is almost over. She's feeling mm. very overwhelmed that she's going to have to go back to corporate America. Mm. So, and this, Something that a lot of people go through, especially as we see all the corporations kind of um, downsizing. Sure. So, so with her, and she is she is a tough sell. I'll tell you, she is a tough sell. This person, she has a wonderful talent. She just can't see. She cannot see the light. She cannot see the gift she has. What is um, her gift? What do you see her gift to be? She she is a great photographer. Oh, a fantastic okay. photographer. Um, and there are many avenues. She doesn't see the avenues to allow that talent to get out and actually bring her some income. People love okay. her pictures, love them. Uh, so I'm working with her, and one of the things is we do go through that. The visualization, the meditation does help a little bit. Mm. Um, but I, I do have... I guess and people say this to me, well, it's not fair because you talk to the angels, so you know. <laughs> yeah. And they do, yeah. You get, I do get inspiration for each of my clients according to their specific thing. So hers is a very, very specific situation. And trying to help her get out of the thought process of, no, I have to go to work. I have to work for a company. That's the only way that I can make it. And to remove some of those blockages, because they really are blockages, for her blossoming. Um, so 
the first thing that we, we do is we work with a meditation. I give her great ideas. She says, oh, yeah, that's great, but that's not me. So you hear oh, right wow. away. That, wow. That, it's a great idea, but that's not me. Um, and that's when we start working specifically with the visualizations. The meditations are short. They're five, ten minutes at the most. They do help. They do help you with moving forward. A lot of times I find that people who are having a hard time with being over overwhelmed and feeling lost is also they don't see their own their own worth or their own value. Yeah. And they don't see themselves as a unique being that's here for something specific. Uh, and I work a lot with people on moving forward with that. One of the things I say to people is we do not should on ourselves. There's no should. There's no shoulding. There's nothing you yeah. should do or nothing you shouldn't do. There is no should uh, yeah. because we are unique and we have free will. But sometimes just getting that out of the way, realizing that there's no should, you have free will. It doesn't matter what you do. There will be, there's definitely going to be results from what you do, but there's no should. It doesn't mean you should go back to work in corporate America or you should advance your photography and try to make it that way. You've got to find what you're comfortable with, accept what you're comfortable with, and then the happiness comes in. Acceptance is a big key to happiness. And yeah. I'm not, I don't mean, well, it's just what it is. You know, we're not talking it's just what it is. We're talking seeing the positive in what it is. It is yeah. what it is. But let's look at um, and not even comparing yourself to others. Are you happy with this? Are you willing to make change? If you're not willing to make change, that's okay. It doesn't matter. But then accept where you are and be happy with where you are. That's exactly right. It's a choice. And it's funny, you just said something that, tremendous that I see with my clients, even with my, my kids and family, and I bet others can say, yeah, yeah, I hear this. Um, we compare ourselves constantly to those around us and only see, oh, she's better than me, she's smarter than me, she's prettier than me, she speaks better than me, she's sm- you know, she does better in class, she doesn't have to study and she gets good grades. Um, oh, look at her, she's always getting promoted, I'm always being, you know, um, looked over, etc. So we compare ourselves to others, and and it's funny because our perception of the other person, you don't know what's going on in their life, you, you know, behind the scenes kind of thing. Everybody thinks that only bad things happen to to me, you know, relative, right? So everybody goes, oh, only bad things happen to me. Oh, her life is so much better. Really, is it? When you start talking to people and you see the struggle. Everybody's got something, man. You know, it's not, and nobody has a perfect place. It doesn't exist. There's always trials and tribulations and frustrations and sicknesses and money woes and, you know, all of these these things that that are life, that it's life. You you know, and and also, Karen, before you were talking about not seeing our own worth, I do do this exercise um, where you do a value statement about yourself. So that when you go to networking events or clients come in, you you know what you're bringing to the table, and through the conversation, you share how you're going to benefit the customer, how you know you dealing with Connie Whitman is going to benefit you. 
called the value statement, okay? And this one young lady I had in class one day, she wasn't writing. Everybody went to work when I told them what to do, and I see her kind of looking at the paper. And I thought, oh, she's stuck. So I quietly walk over and you know, squat down, and I said, so, um, you know, what's going on? You stuck? She said, yeah. And I said, oh, tell me, you know, tell me why. And she goes, there's nothing special about me. I don't bring any value to the table. Karen, <laughs> you know, we're in a corporate environment. I wanted to cry. <laughs> I looked at her. Oh, my God. My heart, it was like my heart broke for her. And I said quietly, come with me, because I didn't want everybody to hear the conversation. And I said, just come with me. And we went into the hall, and I said, just just talk to me. Forget about writing anything. Just brainstorm with me. If I walk in, I'm a client that walks in to do my banking or whatever it was. I said, how would you make me feel? And and would, would I be a number? Would I be a person? Would you care about me? Do you not care about me? And she goes, oh, no. She says, I would help you any way I can. And she went on and on and on and answered all my questions. And all of a sudden, she looked at me, and the eyes got really big. And I said, so I think you're pretty valuable. And she said, I didn't realize that I did that for my clients. So sometimes we can't even get out of our own way of how we perceive ourselves to realize we're pretty cool, man. You know, some awesome things for for our clients and our friends and and those that are you know in our circle or in our orbit. And I just um, I think it's so valuable what you do because everybody has something to share. I don't know that everybody knows what that is, but everybody has something to share. Everybody is valuable, right? Exactly, everybody is, and that that is one of the things that I that I do teach in my classes is it doesn't matter what you do and mm-hmm. it really doesn't matter what you do. You are important in this world. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if your job is president of a country or if your job is uh, cleaning the trash up off the street, you know, yep. litter, picking up the litter. It doesn't matter what you do. It's very important to keep everything moving. And the people that you come in contact with, you may not even know how you impact them. And we impact everyone that we come in contact with. So uh, there's many people that have come up to me and said, oh, my gosh, you changed my life or you saved my life or you spoke to me for three minutes at this party that, of course, I don't remember. I don't even remember who they are. And then they will come up. And I don't mean clients. Uh, you know, I just mean people that I've run into here and there, been at a friend's house or something like that. And we impact people all the time. You never know what you're saying, how you're reacting to someone is going to affect them. And if you're if you're working in the now, you're paying attention to yourself, you're being happy with what you have, people are going to see that and they're going to take that home with them. And then they're going to want that. They're going to want to be happy. They're going to be like, hey, look at that person over there. She's got no money. She's, you know, she's got this old clunker car, whatever. But look at how happy she is. I want to be like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I think it's taking off the blinders and just increasing your view. You know, like the horses, they put the blinders on so that they don't run scared, et cetera. You know, we have to, I think we go through life with blinders on and, just take those blind just take those blinders off and kind of do a 360 degree view of where you are and you know I'm I'm working with one client and 
he just got laid off and, and we're working to develop his resume and all that. And the exercise I gave him, and I, I said, forget about the resume. Just forget about the resume for a minute. Write down all of your strengths, um, you know, your leadership capability, your communication skills, your organization skills, all of those tangible things that it's special to you that you bring to the table. And then then you do the resume because now you know what what's in your wheelhouse of, of what's your expertise, what are you going to bring to the table that makes you different. And I think if everybody just almost stopped and did that 360 view of self, and not, oh, I'm not good at this. I mean, there's plenty of things. I, you know, I, I need to keep losing weight. Exercise is hard for me. I work on that. And I wish I was better at it. Okay, so I work on that. But that doesn't define that I'm a loser. Because <laughs> exactly. I do a lot of other things really good. So, you know, you got to focus on the good stuff and then work on those things that we need to get better with. Let's take one more quick break. And then we have about 13 minutes, and I want to talk about how do we or what little tips we can uh, share so that people wake up less stressed in the morning and literally wake up happy. Okay, so let's take one more break, and then we'll talk about that. A speaker has little value to an audience unless you, the listener, is motivated and empowered to change. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates is a renowned speaker and is an architect of change. Consultations, training, seminars, and speaking engagements are the venues where she affects change. Whether your responsibilities include customer service, sales, marketing, training, executive management, or ownership, and you are seeking change in your organization, then you need to hire Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Connie doesn't just fill your ears with rhetoric. She speaks to the heart and success of your business. So next time you need to hire a speaker, don't hire someone that just talks. Hire an architect of change, Connie Whitman. Just ask for Connie by calling 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Okay, we are back with Karen Tumez, and we're talking about happiness and what does it mean to you, uh, just like Sarah Williams' song. And we have about 12 minutes left. So the last thing I want to kind of focus on, Karen, is, you know, waking up happy, what tips can you share to help people manage? I'm not going to say be less stressed because I think stress is just part of our life. But how can we manage that stress um, in the morning to, you know, wake up and say, you know, am I going to have a good day or am I going to have a bad day? How do we help them choose let's have a good day? Okay. Well, believe it or not, it actually starts the night before. Um and think about what you're going to do. There is a um, there's a person. I think his name is Jonathan uh, Roche or Roche, something like that, who mm-hmm. has a he's a speak, inspirational speaker. And one of the things that he talks about is doing your win tomorrow worksheet before you you go to bed at night. Um, mm-hmm. He says that win tomorrow because. You get ready for the next day. Mm-hmm. I happen to like to have, figure out what I'm wearing the next day because that reduces my stress in the morning of going through my closet, trying to figure out what to wear, all that. Yep. So um, that's something for me. It really release, reduces my stress in the morning. Sometimes I change my mind, and that's okay, too, you know. <laughs> but sure, definitely sure. It starts the night before when you're, you're going to bed. It's not about um, – 
necessarily running over and over and over again in your mind what you're going to be doing tomorrow, what has to get done tomorrow, but just sort of seeing your day, seeing yourself wake up happy uh, or at least le a little less stressed and plan your day. But also it includes reviewing the day you just had. This is a, sure. a big, this is a, a big spiritual um, task that is done by lots of people to help them move forward. So you look at your day, what happened today, what would I have changed, and how's tomorrow going to be better? You always think in terms of better, what's going to happen. And, of course, from my point of view, you ask your angels to help you every single step of the way. If you know that tomorrow is going to be a stressful day, you're going to have a meeting that you're worried about, whatever, you ask your angels the night before. You say, angels, we got this going on tomorrow. Help me with it. Um, but definitely with starting the night before. Another clue to help is just to go through a few things that you're very grateful for. And I'm sure you do this with your clients. I do it with a lot of my clients. When I hear them uh, complaining about their job or complaining about their spouse or their family or whatever, I stop them and say, okay, well, give me five good things about this. Give me five sure. good things about your job. Give me five good things. Find the positives in it. Definitely find the positive. Your changes can be noticed almost immediately when you start doing this. Um, and sometimes it's just it's getting that spark fired up, getting that little inspiration going. It does have to do with believing in yourself that you can move forward. I have one, one client who's great success because I, um, I met him at, in the evening, and we were just talking. He's a friend of my niece's. And he's a great tattoo artist. He wanted to get into that business, and he was working at one of the local grocery stores. And I was given the vision. I said, no, you're going to be this tattoo person. You're going to – I see this. You're going to have this business. You're going to be doing this. The next day, he quit his job, received an offer that afternoon to go work for somebody, and he's been doing this ever since. So it's a few years now. Um, he's you're very, freaky. very happy. You're freaky. <laughs> That's awesome. Anytime I want a tattoo, I can go see him. <laughs> That's awesome that you're like, dude, tattoo. That's what's calling you. Okay, I'm going to quit my job, and I'm going to get an offer. Holy moly. That is so freaking cool. Okay, continue. <laughs> Sorry, I just had a comment. That was awesome. <laughs> You are so intriguing to me, Karen. I just have to share that. Well, thank you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was an awesome story. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So he just linked in, you know. He just linked into it. He found his worth. He, he believed that he could do this, and he just moved right ahead. It was, it was an amazing time. It definitely was amazing. I was shocked. When he told me he did that, I was thinking, oh, well, I didn't mean go quit your job immediately. <laughs> exactly. I think we have to put a, you know, like on, um, like caution on labels. I think we have to put caution on you. <laughs> you have to put a label. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. That is just so funny. I'm sorry. I just, that story was awesome. Oh, funny. <laughs> So um, the night before, 
Look at five things you're grateful for. Uh, contemplate what your day is going to be like the next day. Breathe. Breathing is very important. Uh, sure. Sure. <laughs> ask yes. your angels. Ask your angels. They're always going to help you. Always. Those are those are simple tips. Pretty easy things that we can do. Same thing when you wake up before you get out of bed. Be thankful that you woke up. Yeah. Think of think of a couple things you're happy for. Yeah. And move forward. It's, it's Dr. Wayne Dyer. Um, I, I don't know if anybody's ever heard or read his books. I, I think he's amazing. And he's an, a spiritual leader, you know, one of the top spiritual leaders of, in the world. And he wrote this book, Wishes Fulfilled. I've read several of them, but this Wishes Fulfilled, at the end of the chapter, he gives you like little exercises. I've spoken about his books before because I just think they're awesome. And the one exercise is exactly what you're saying. And I, I, I just incorporated it into my life because it kind of made sense. But when you go to bed at night, and I call it my mantra, but it's that list of gratitude. What are you grateful for? So, you know, sometimes it's just grateful that the kids came in from school and, and stopped and gave me a hug and kiss that day. They thought about it and did it instead of us running to the chiropractor or wherever else we had to be. Or um, that I just had a really great day in the classroom with some of my clients. Or um, there was no traffic that day. It was a sunny day. Or I felt thin that day. Whatever, okay? And then when I wake up in the morning, he, he well, his point is that when you do that gratitude before you go to bed, and it's like you said, four, five, six things, your brain ferments on those good thoughts, and it, it goes, it percolates and kind of resonates in the subconscious, which is really where most of our thinking happens, whether we believe that or not. And then when you wake up and you're conscious the next morning, all of that subconscious feeling kind of bloop, bubbles up to the conscious mind and then wake up in the morning and, and exactly what you said. Again, those three or four things that you're grateful for today, you know, maybe that you have time in the office to get organized or, um, you know, that you're going to look at a college with your son, whatever it is, silly things. But that percolation of those happy thoughts, of that, those, that gratitude is very grounding, very humbling, and very inspiring it just, it, it, it all goes to a good place. So I love that, and I use that, believe it or not, with my clients. Even in the classroom, I tell everyone, you know, go to bed at night, the thing you're working on to change, because, of course, everything with me is about changing something. And what is it tonight that you're grateful for? Kind of really look inside, self-assess, find that gratitude, and the answers come. I think you become clearer in your mind. So I, I love that. I think that's a great um Great tool. And I also, like you said, review your day. I think that we need to, we, all of us, need to constantly self-assess what we've done, what we could have done better, what did go, what did go well, do that again, keep duplicating those behaviors. And I, I think that self-assessment really starts to shine the light on, hey, these are my strengths that you might not have noticed before and shine the light on, wow, I need to focus on that and get better at and whatever that is for, you know, someone losing weight, maybe their their knee won't hurt so much or, or something like that. So I, I think how simple what you just said is, but I, I think it's impactful in how we store up our energy or use up our energy <clears throat> through the day. Exactly. It can bring profound results. Yeah, it, it's profound. It really is. Something so simple can can be so profound within your life. And 
I know it's definitely changed my habits and, and I, and people come back to me and say, you know what you said, Dr. Wayne Dyer, you know, doing that mantra at night and it really has helped me in this way. Or, you know what I realized and that self-realization because you're just, you're just quieting the minds and thinking about things that make you happy. And that's, you know, really, isn't that what it's all about? We have one shot in this lifetime. We might as well be great or try to be great, you know, every day. You said something uh, to me also uh, when we when we chatted and through emails, but mental gravity weighs you down. Just um, comment on that anymore if you can based on the conversation. But I think that stops us is our own mental gravity. Exactly. It, it's negative thoughts. It's like, well, I can't do that, or I, I'm not able, or I'm not good enough. Those are yeah. your mental gravity and the worrying. And it does. Yeah. It really weighs you down in a lot of ways. It changes your – it can have you looking older, have you aging before your time, um, yeah. feeling older, feeling stuck, and then literally not being able to move, physically not being able to move, because our thoughts our thoughts actually are absorbed by our cells in our bodies. So that's a whole mm. other story. But, you know, I know. But it's, it's, we, we could talk about that for another hour, right? We could. <laughs> uh, but trying to keep your thoughts as positive, and people go, well, I always knew this, and I love when I get a, a negative person. Well, my luck, it'll rain. Yeah. Well, stop saying that. But it's right. Look, it rained. I was right. I'm positive. Right. I, you know, it right. is funny. We do create what we think. We are co-creators in the universe. Yeah, and what we, we think becomes. Yeah. And, so and happiness. It's time to think, create happy. Yeah, and, and it's, it, you guys, everybody listening, it's really as simple as that. <clears throat> We're all going to have crappy days, reality. Okay, it is what it is. But let's try to outweigh those crappy days with those really good days. And just you said this before I wrote it down, Karen, but I think it's important to kind of end the show on this. We're out of time. But sharing your happiness also increases the happiness, you know, I think of those around us, the happiness in the world. There's enough bad out there. Let's let's try to be the catalyst of change for each other as well. So, Karen, thank you so much for being on the show. I hope people, you know, just that one little tip, changing your thoughts to being happy, planning the night before, you know, reviewing your day, that self-assessment, gratitude, little mantra at night, waking up with that gratitude and being grateful, asking your angels for help um, to make your day, you know, unfold beautifully and seamlessly, uh, I think are all awesome tips that are easy to do right now it's not like you have to practice this it's easy to do right now we all have the ability to implement that so everyone our time together is up i hope you did take some notes on those strategies i hope uh today's conversations really does provide the framework for you guys to go and explore uh changes that maybe you need to do in your current life or in you know how you currently think again i'm going to give karen's info so that if you want to reach out to her uh she will fit you in right karen Absolutely. Absolutely. You you, you uh, serve, right? You serve the, the world. So go to I her do. email. I, I know that. I, that's why I love you. So go to Karen's email, again, at Karen at KarenAngel.com. Don't forget Karen is K-A-R-A-N at K-A-R-A-N 
A-N-G-E-L dot com. Her direct line is 727 area code 424-3989. And, of course, go to her website at www.karenangel.com. So K-A-R-A-N-A-N-G-E-L dot com. And she has awesome blog posts. Um, if you sign up, they she'll get them to you. <clears throat> go to www.karenangel.blogspot.com and stay connected with her. I hope you, uh, Karen, thank you again so much for being on the show. And, um, yeah, I think we're going to have to have you back again. So just put that, put um, that into the universe. It'll happen. I'm going to, you know, the thoughts become, right? <laughs> I hope you guys will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together how to grow and really challenge ourselves when we embrace change and realize that it's probably easier than we often think. And just be happy together. Really, that's what it's all about. Um, thank you again for joining me this week. You have been listening to Architects of Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. I look forward to seeing you all next week. Try out some of those little strategies we ta- talked about. Report back on how you feel or what changes you've experienced. I'd love to share that with the listeners. Thanks so much again. Have a great, wonderful, exciting, and, of course, happy week. Be well.